What's up, everyone? It's Bo here, and it's another Kenobi TV Talk. That's right, it's part five now, and I literally just got done watching the episode. Man, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like this is the first time that I saw a warning flash before the episode. Maybe we've gotten that before, and maybe this is just the only time that I've noticed it. But yeah, we got kind of like a heads up, like some of the things you're about to see are disturbing, which is telling because some of what we've already seen is pretty disturbing. Anytime they're flashing back to Anakin or, or you know, having Obi-Wan drag through the coals or even just like the, uh, you know, just the, the brutal kind of distorted nature of, you know, uh, Vader's body when it's out of the suit. All of these things are very disturbing. But I think the the ante was upped here because we actually saw one of the characters sacrifice himself in a pretty, uh, well... <sighs> I guess like like mentally uh, brutal way. We don't actually see the the violence itself, but I think just that act in and of itself seemed to be the thing that put it over the edge. That's just my opinion, my thoughts. Oh, who knows? Maybe it was the fact that we saw Vader killing children. That could also be it. Point is, there's a lot going on in this episode. We got a lot of revelations in this as well. We did find out Reva's backstory that in fact she was a youngling, uh, that she is not someone who has necessarily been brainwashed by the Inquisitorium, but in fact she is, uh, yeah, she's lying in wait. We've seen this before. We've seen, you know, the, this a very Sith and dark side way of getting kind of closer and closer and closer to the dark side in order to take your revenge. I was actually shocked, by the way, at the end of this, that Vader stabbed her. I did not think that was going to happen. I thought that he was going to have her use her hatred for him to fuel her. Uh, that's a very Sith action to take, especially with, you know, there's always two, right? There's, there's a master and an apprentice, but there's also typically Sith assassins or acolytes. Basically, whoever the apprentice is generally keeps a couple of potential new Sith around because the apprentice is always going to try to kill the master. And when that's the case, then they need a new apprentice. And so it's kind of like a, like a, <laughs> what's it? What's the thing in baseball where you got like the, the real, the real teams, but then you've got kind of like the, the sub teams that feed into the real teams. Yeah. It's like that. I don't know. Baseball. Anyway, so yeah, so we get a chance to see, uh, to you know, the the backstory for Reva and the fact that she gets left for dead while B Vader just walks away. I guess Obi Wan taught him well because, of course, she's not actually dead. By the way, speaking of Obi Wan teaching him well, loved the sequence where it takes us right back into the Attack of the Clones era. Uh, Anakin. We're actually seeing him train with Obi-Wan. And in that sequence, not only does that feel very prequel-esque in all the right ways, it, I think, I mean, maybe this is different for you, but for me, it, it, it tricked me. I thought we were seeing a memory of Obi-Wan's and immediately shows us we are seeing a memory of Vader's. Vader is actually the one that is, is experiencing this memory, which later plays into how Obi-Wan remembers uh, the training and just who Anakin was and how that still plays into who he is today as Vader. Ah, when he goes in and the ship like takes off and he just like effortlessly rips it down, rips it apart. That was epic. Instantly reminded me, uh, man, okay, so there's gonna be some video game references in, in kind of some of these thoughts here, but it instantly reminded me of in The Force Unleashed when Starkiller has to pull down an entire Star Destroyer. It was one of the most annoying and irritating levels in that game because if you didn't rotate the joysticks exactly right, then you would lose it, Like, and then the Star Destroyer would fly right back up into the sky, and you had to kind of keep ripping it down. It was very frustrating. But anyway, uh, that kind of reminded me of that. Love that we got a chance to see kind of that 
that epic power of Vader. Speaking of which, we also got a chance to see when Reva is like going after him, he's just straight on toying with her the entire time. Never ignites his lightsaber, just dodging her back and forth. You know, Neo-esque uh, from the first Matrix where she's just not touching him. And then... When he gets her lightsaber, he tosses it back to her. And when she picks it up, I'm like, Reva, what do you think you're going to do? Like, what do you think you're going to do right now? Like, Vader just, like, like owns you without even igniting his saber. Then he cuts your saber in half and takes his. You're not coming out of this alive. So that was just, oof, that was rough. I mean, I guess she did come out of it alive because, like I said, Obi-Wan taught Anakin well. And he just, you know, wounded her and left her on the planet, you know. Like Obi-Wan. Anyway, so uh, love that that uh, confrontation between the two of them. We also got the revelation, of course, that the Grand Inquisitor is, in fact, alive. Something that Lucasfilm themselves really kind of had to go out of their way to say, yeah, we didn't break canon. Don't worry about it. You know, and I think most of us who had faith in this series and what's been going on with the way they've tied in the uh, animated, uh, you know, the animated lore and what we're seeing on the big screen, or rather, I guess the small screen, you know, it, it makes sense. Like we knew the Inquisitor wasn't really dead. It it was it was kind of shocking, but then they they came through. They came through for us, and I have a feeling that's going to be the case in other ways as well. One of the main uh, criticisms I've seen about this series, including Leia, is the way in which Leia speaks to Obi Wan and the message she sends later on. It's not familiar. She references specifically, you know, the you know years ago you served my my father in the Clone Wars. It, it's there's not a oh by the way you know, remember that kind of wild adventure we went on as kids I'm wondering if he's going to wipe her memory in some form or fashion by the end of this as a way of protecting her further we might even see Leia this is some wild speculation we might even see Leia actually use the force in this series uh, accidentally or otherwise where it just kind of comes out in, in a almost like a baby Yoda-esque moment and I got to tell you, I, it's going to rub people the wrong way if it happens. But my guess is if we do see that happen, then it's almost like a confirmation that Obi-Wan is going to kind of wipe her memory in some form or fashion uh, so that she won't remember that she has the force and she won't remember this whole uh, excursion. I like the fact that Leia is being used here because as I've kind of argued with uh, Belle recently, actually, Obi-Wan wouldn't leave his station. He wouldn't leave Luke alone unless there was a threat of equal importance and Leia being in danger is literally that level of threat at equal importance. And now at the end of this episode where we see that Luke is about to be in the crosshairs is going to have Obi-Wan making a beeline right back to where he belongs. So he needs to get Leia safe, uh, probably mind wiper and then get back to Tatooine. And I think that that's, um, that's what we're going to see here. Oh, one other kind of video game reference I wanted to throw in here. So when he gives his lightsaber to, um, Oh man, the the fake Jedi dude. I forget I forget what his name was. When he gives uh, his uh, his lightsaber to him, it was very reminiscent of a oh gosh, it wasn't really a sequel. It was like a I actually had to look this up because <laughs> it was an expansion. It wasn't a sequel, it was an expansion to the uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight game called Mystery of the Sith. Now, in that video game, it uh, it's not canonical at all. It's actually been removed from canon, but the idea was that Kyle Katarn, who was the hero of the Jedi Knight series and the Dark Forces series before that, uh, he is kind of exploring the Sith Temple. In the process, he goes to the dark side. You, playing as his Padawan, Mara Jade, go and have to rescue him. And the final confrontation in that expansion pack is you as Mara Jade versus a dark Kyle Katarn 
in the Sith temple. And the only way to beat him, like he's completely unbeatable. So the only way to beat him is to put down your lightsaber. They don't explain that to you anywhere. There's a mural on the wall of like someone like sitting with a lightsaber in front of them, which is supposed to be kind of a hint that you're supposed to put that together. I did not. Uh, And I remember playing that level over and over and over and over again and constantly just losing because I couldn't figure out that what you were ultimately supposed to do in in choosing the light was to put down your lightsaber and to like confront him weaponless. Uh, In fact, the only way I beat it as kind of a side is that you could throw your lightsaber in that game. And I threw my lightsaber at that game and he knocked it down. And then I think I switched weapons while it was like out of my hand. And that counted as me no longer (laughs) holding the lightsaber. So yeah, uh, when when Obi Wan you know hands off his lightsaber and uh, it goes to confront Vader completely without weapons, it did kind of remind me uh, about that that scene in in the you know Mysteries of the Sith. So obviously used in a very different way. He still kind of throws Reva at him as opposed and uses Reva to some extent. She's not okay, by the way. She's got all this childhood trauma and now uh, it's just kind of happening over and over and over again. Anyway, fantastic episode that we got here. Really looking forward to seeing what happens next. I'm anticipating, you know, kind of a a good conclusion to uh, the Leia story that gets her where she needs to be and safe. I'm anticipating a final confrontation between Reva and Obi-Wan that's going to happen on Tatooine. And my guess is that we will probably get the final confrontation in this anyway of Vader versus Obi-Wan that will definitely not happen on Tatooine. Could be wrong, but we'll see. All right, that's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. You can uh, tweet us, use the hashtag Star Wars TV Talk or Kenobi TV Talk. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter at TV Talk FM, but all of our contact information and more can be found at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for me for today, but don't worry. Be back in a flash. (laughs) 